Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Good night. No one says good night as a greeting. You could say good morning. You could say good afternoon. If you say good night to someone, it means you're leaving. Hmm. Hmm. Really, really uh, interesting thoughts right out of the gate for old glazed dog. Wait, is the song like taking on a, does it go into like a new part? What am I hearing? Yeah, there's like a, a whole song. Oh, it just keeps going and going. Just have it the whole episode. <laughs> Happy Labor Day, everyone. How you feeling out there? Snuck up on me, I'll tell you that. Holidays don't register for me unless it's like Christmas. Like these like um, extended weekend ones because, you know, I've never had a job that like takes off weekends anyway. So it doesn't really compute but I do get to go have lunch with my sister today after the show which is a treat she's pregnant she has two small children she's a teacher and um yeah so I'm looking forward to that it's like yeah we haven't talked in so long I recently gave her a book that is opening her mind to things that 
I've been like on board with for a while. I told you about this book. It's called Running on Empty. It's for anyone who has um, good parents, like parents that you're like, well, on paper, they're pretty decent. Like, no complaints. I mean, here and there, there's obnoxious things, but like, why am I so jacked up? And um, it just talks about, it's called emotional, um, fuck, neglect. And everyone does it to their kids, no matter how good of a parent you are. So it kind of gives them, it gives any parent, even with my ones that are listening maybe to this podcast, an out. And it really helps you like empathize with yourself and with your parents in the situation and realize that you will do it too. So I gave it to my sister to be like, hey, read this because you're for your own kids and for yourself. Because I feel like parents always feel like I'm fucking up my kid. This one thing I did. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You are fucking up your kids because of that one thing you did that you couldn't help doing that was a product of you being distracted by your phone, not addressing their feelings in the moment. Like those little infractions do lead to stuff down the road, but you can't help it. You're not a bad person. It happened to you. So it's uh, it's interesting. So I, I gave her this book and she's just kind of like, she's finally talking a language that I've been wanting to talk with anyone in my family for a while like I would I would have been going to therapy forever and she never really has because she just didn't really need to I don't think there was never any like a dire situation for her but now she's reading this book and she's very smart and so she's just being able to pick up on stuff that she's like oh so this that like she's just the other night she called me and be like this book is wild like it's opening my mind I was like Welcome to the club. Let's do a book club where we talk about mom and dad um, in a loving way. That's the thing. It's like I don't. I'm not even scared about if they heard this because this book like helps you feel good about everything that happened and forgive yourself because I don't know. I've talked about it before, but in case you didn't, if I'm sorry if this is repetitive or redundant or. If that sentence was, which it, it definitely was. I'm sorry if I'm saying this again and it's redundant. <laughs> how ironic. Um, but it's just about how a lot of kids that did that came from, quote unquote, good families, um, when they get fucked up, they blame themselves because they go, nothing, I can't point to anything. But the thing is, you can point to things. You just don't know it. And this book teaches you what to point at and go, it's your fault, not mine. That's what therapy is. Why doesn't anyone want to go to therapy? It honestly lets you off the hook for stuff that you are ashamed about. That's what therapy is for everyone who's like scared of it. It's awesome. It teaches you to blame your parents. And then you feel like a little bit like, oh, okay. And then you learn that it's not even their fault that they did that. And then you blame their parents. And it just keeps going down until your whole family tree is a just needs to be chopped down. And you go, let's just end this cycle. But that's the thing. You end the cycle because you just keep doing the same things insidiously, which I use that word a lot. And I'm not sure that it's even appropriate here. But it's like when you in ways that are not perceptible or maybe that you don't even know, you just continue doing these things because they feel good. I have a friend who like grew up. Just never feeling like grew up in a family of like two different families that like parents remarried and like he was the only product of this couple. And then that couple went off to have kids. And so just he never felt like he belonged anywhere and like always felt like an outsider kind of. And 
man, if this guy didn't like perfectly construct a relationship to mimic that exact situation where it's like, and it's it's almost like they they went to a, a they they planned it out and got like blueprints and were like, okay, I want to exactly replicate this, but you they didn't even have to. It's just subconscious. It's very interesting. I love this stuff. I told my parents yesterday I want to go back to school and like learn more. I mean, I guess I could just read books, but I feel like I want some sort of degree or something because, you know, these like armchair therapists that don't really have the credentials. I don't want to be like a life coach, but I do love this stuff. And I feel like, I don't know, most days, not today, I'm a little bit all over the place, but most days I feel like I can kind of read this stuff and synthesize it and then kind of maybe twist it and put it into layman's terms and or a way that makes people able to grasp it more. I don't know. Some people told me that last week and I was like, yeah, that's my talent. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking about going and taking classes or like going for some degree. Wait, Noah, how long does it take to get like a master's in like a master's? Like, a, like I, I honestly would want to get like a... A ma- like, because that's when people start like um, calling this. They talk to you in master mode. <laughs> like that's when people start treating you like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Because you're like, well, I have a master's in this. You know what I mean? Think you have like or, eight like, years or something. Fuck, really? Wait, what if I have a bachelor's of nothing? <laughs> well, yeah, you already have your bachelor's. So like, maybe another four years. I have my bachelor's in like English lit or some bullshit. I don't even know to be honest with you. So then I do I have four years already? Uh well masters it's like a it's like a focus, right? Someone have a masters and telling me how masters work. Yeah, what? we need someone to explain. It's like a focus, yeah. yes. So I feel like I just don't want to write a um like a thirty page paper. You know what? No, I'm not going back to school. You know, the last day I turned into fucking essay was a great day in my life. Where it was like, this is the last time I'm gonna use courier font new to stretch out these words, double space. Um, it, it, I was like, I remember, and when they would go, oh, it needs to be two to three pages. Do you remember what the essay was or the class? It was, uh, you know, it was some like, um, you know, Chaucer or uh, Elizabeth Bennett. Wait, who is that? That's from Pride and Prejudice. It was like uh, Jane Austen. It was some class of like classical literature that, um, or you, it was just some bullshit class that I didn't want. I, f- I really do forget, but I was so good at just being like, the concepts in this book reflect the author's own life struggles and this character, and I would just bullshit my way through it. I did barely graduate, though, because I was taking an extracurricular to fill out some credits. It was guitar. Uh, you know, ironically enough, which is my passion now. Um, but I was in a guitar class with a bunch of freshmen. I was a senior because I needed this credit, and I just needed a D. I just needed to pass. It was like pass fail, and I got a D in guitar because I was not even going. It wasn't because I was like terrible. I wasn't even trying. And um, if I would have gotten an F, I would have not graduated. But I got that D. Oh, I got those Ds, and uh, and got through it. But I just I just remember re- the last time I had to like. I don't even remember what it was, but the last time I turned in something, the last time I babysat, like the last time I had like a job that I didn't want, I remember all those moments and I don't want to go back to that, but I don't know. It could be a cool challenge. Um, Maybe I should just read more books 
And the thing is, people don't even need credentials. I went to a, a crazy therapist who I truly don't even know if she was accredited or had any kind of training. And I went to her for years and gave her so much money, cash, under the table. And, you know, and not that I want to be that kind of therapist or, you know, but I was thinking of, you know, the more I'm on stage doing stand-up, I'm just like, God, why does everything have to be funny? Like, sometimes I just have an interesting thing to say, and I don't want it to be like, you know, like, yes, I like comedy, but sometimes I'm like, what is this saying? I mean, I get people like escape and they laugh and stuff, but I'm just getting kind of like, I, I, I know how to do that. I just, sometimes I'm up there and I'm like, wait, I want to tell you about this really cool thing I know that like might help your relationship. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm tempted to do like self-help, like Brene Brown. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, Brene Brown's like Netflix special, comedy special. She had comedy in it, by the way. And the bar is so low for self-help people to be funny. They say like one thing. Like, and then my husband and my husband and I have never been closer. I mean, he still doesn't do the dishes. And people are like, oh my God, she fucking made a joke. They lose their like, rolling in the aisles. Like, you're the funniest ever. Brene Brown actually is funny. But, you know, why does everything have to be? F- I just feel like once you're a comedian, you're like, you have to do comedy or you like then get out. Like, why can't it kind of, um, I don't know what I'm saying. I just, there are times when I'm on stage and I'm like, fuck, I don't have a punchline for this, but I really want to say this because it might, like, make someone's life better. And um, and I'm allowed to do that, by the way. Like, I just, my, my I was telling my parents this the other, yesterday, and I was like, I think my first, like, foray into self-help is going to be, like, my book. I think I want to try to you know, hit that kind of tone in between comedy and self-help or what I've learned. And and by the way, it doesn't mean my life has to be perfect. If we all went to therapists whose lives were perfect, well, we all think we do, but let me just be honest with you. I have a lot of friends whose parents are therapists and their parents are terrible. And some people know better than they act. You know, we all we all know that. You can give better advice than you actually treat yourself. So I told my parents, I was like, I think this book is going to be my first foray into like entering self-help genre. And my dad was like, it's still going to be funny, right? It's just like, they picked me up from the airport yesterday and I was on the spiel about like, I don't know, stand-up's not just like doing it for me anymore. I don't want to make like fart jokes every like, I just hate that everything has to have a joke or then people are like, it wasn't funny. And it's like, can't it just be interesting? But I get it. Like people want to go see a comedy show. I'm going to deliver comedy. Don't worry. It's just like, sometimes... Comedy doesn't like change people's lives. And I know you're like, I'm not going to see comedy to get my life changed. Well, anyway, I, I said that to my dad. He's like, so your book's going to be just like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be funny. And I'm just like, do you think that I would do anything that wasn't funny? Like, do you think that I'm ever going to not be funny? Like, even when I'm talking about wanting to kill myself, I'm still funny. Or like, you know, there's always, of course it is. I don't know why I tell my parents things. Do you guys do this too? I think like everyone does this. You tell your parents something that you know they're not going to have the response you want. What are you looking for? It's almost like you're like, like, uh, you know, baiting them to upset you or say the wrong thing so that you can be justified. Like, I think I do that sometimes where I'm like, I'm just, I say things and I don't know what I wanted. I Actually, I wanted them to be like, that's really cool, Nick. We're really excited for you. Instead of like, well, you're, so you're just not going to be funny anymore? And it's like, well, I didn't say that. You th- they 
sometimes I just think my dad and my mom think that I make terrible decisions with my career. Like I am going to just one day do self-help porn or something like the worst thing I could do, like that. I'm just going to do. You, does someone ever ask you a question? You go, do you even know me? Do you think I am? Where you go, you just, we were talking about this um, one of the first episodes when someone gives you a gift and you go, we can't be friends anymore because you think I would want this or you think I would enjoy this or someone suggests a movie that you would like or a book and you're like, I thought this person knew me. And that's sometimes when my parents ask me something. So Nick, are you just like, so you're just never gonna brush your hair again? I'm just like, or uh, so you just don't, uh, you're never gonna, if I'm bitching about like makeup and being a woman and how I resent it, and I'm, you know, you know, this is back in the day when I was bitching about, you know, the just the expectations for women and was frustrated by it. They'd be like, well, so you're just not gonna brush your, you're just gonna shave your head and, uh, you know, have everyone call you Nicholas. And it's just like, no, that would be very out of left field. I hope that if you thought that about me, you would tell, you would maybe like confront me before now. You know, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that I get really upset about. Do you guys have this thing too where you you get really upset when people, they, they confront you about something in a way like that. You're having a conversation and they go, so you're just going to shave your head and, and give up your life and move to the woods? And you go, if you thought, if you actually thought I was going to do that, why didn't you talk to me sooner? And I think it stems from when I was, uh, you know, had a disease that no one would tell me that I had, even though I kind of knew I had it, but didn't know it was a disease. I thought I was like doing it myself secretly, but it was, you know, slowly killing me. Everyone was whispering behind my back and no one told me until I was taken away by the fucking state. Um, and that bothers me when, you know, there's, that's, I'm super paranoid about that. That's what the, you know, I don't want to reference this ever too much, but the Reddit thing bothered me because from last two weeks ago, because it seemed like there was this like elephant in the room that everyone else is talking about me and the people closest to me aren't saying anything. And that's, but that wasn't the case, you know? And that bothers me is like when people don't have the balls to like be worried about you to your face. I know it's scary. I've been worried about friends and like not said anything because I'm, and a lot of times, especially addicts or whatever, they do not respond well. We've all seen intervention. But that's that people talking about me behind my back, not in a negative way. I don't care if people are like, Nikki, like, is annoying or Nikki is thirsty or Nikki is loud and mean. Like I can handle that. Yes. I agree with all of those things, but it, a mental instability where you think I'm going to like hurt myself or someone, why would you keep that inside? That bothers me. And it makes me feel like everyone just thinks I'm crazy and that I might be crazy because that's the big fear. When you start to lose your mind as like an old person, you know, when people are like, we got to take away grandma's car key. Like, grandma doesn't know. Bring grandma into those discussions. She's not going to remember it. She's going to forget about it in two seconds. But, like, that whispering and worrying about someone behind their back for ages until the state gets involved because you're too much of a pussy to confront someone you love, I can't tolerate that. Maybe I'm projecting. Maybe I've done this in my past. Probably. This was a, a long and winding road to uh, bringing in Andrew, who is in Chicago. He got off the plane yesterday. We flew back from Wisconsin. I did a casino there on Saturday night with Andrew and Maddie Weiner, who is a hilarious 22-year-old comedian who is so funny that it's like, I mean, it was kind of seeing Maddie that I was like, I don't want to, I can't do this. And like her jokes are, it's so dense of jokes. 
it's like the way I used to really enjoy writing and sitting down and being like, how many jokes can I get out of this? And it's not, I can do that. I just don't really, I will do it because that's what people want from me. I don't get the same joy from it, you know? She really is just fantastic. And watching her, you know, I like I asked her to open for me because I saw her um, Just for Laughs set. And she's 22. And I was so impressed that I go, I got to bring this bitch on the road because I need to step up my game. I like having people in front of me that do extraordinarily well that people can compare me to. So that then I get competitive and it makes me work harder, if that makes sense. But if anything, it didn't make me competitive. I was like, baby bird, you go fly. I'm going to go Brene Brown out over here. And maybe I'll see you there when you turn 37 and, and tire of making jokes about things that don't matter. Actually, Maddie actually talks about things that, ma- that matter. She has a great joke about, about um, the body positive movement and how she's like, you know, all these like girls are on Instagram and they're bigger girls and they're like, it's like being fat is amazing and it's it's great and look at it. She's like, but they're all hot. Like they're all hot. She was like, I want to see a body positive movement for like poor fat, like that just fat all in the shoulders, like Walmart fat. Like these girls look like just like a hot girl ate a, uh, a Mario mushroom. <laughs> There's like, t- they're taut. You could like throw a penny at them and they're, it just pops right off. And it's just so, her deconstruction of that um, topic is fascinating and kind of what I've I've been kind of cir- circling around and I love when there's a, like a topic that I'm like yeah why do we like Ad- Adele we like because she's it, we go oh she's bigger and she's beautiful At Lizzo these women are like proportionately like bigger women that were just like yes but like there's a different kind of and I can't say this as a a, a, a twiggy bitch I'm trying to lanky bitch I'm not I'm just saying I hate when people uplift a certain thing and go it's okay we're fine with it and it's like you can only give me two examples of when it's okay and the only the only reason that we really embrace them is not because we're like they're beautiful it's either they're model beautiful or they're super talented otherwise if you're if you're fat we got to see a talent out of you otherwise it's going to be a problem and give me an example of when that's not real and and um and but I mean I guess that's true for anyone. Even hot models were like, "Can you do anything else?" No, that's not true. Actually, models we just accept for what they are. So I don't know. I rest my case. Andrew. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. 
you can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, Andrew. Hey, what's going on over there in St. Louis down there? Holding down the fort, uh, enjoying... um, just, you know, having the place to mis- to myself a little bit. You, it's always nice. I'm sure you enjoy it, too. How's Chicago's? You, you rocking out in the uh, living room? Do you, yeah. Do you, how full of a show do you do knowing that I'm not there? Do you, like, set up, like, stuffed animals for an audience? You know, I just do, like, more, like, vocal things. You know, like, <laughs> when, I, when I'm trying to find my voice, I, it's, it's embarrassing to be, like, at Eddie Vedder, like I always give that example, like how does he have the respect of his friends when he talks like this? You know, he probably talks like this off stage and then he goes on stage and says, like he'll be backstage talking to his friends and then he goes out there and or, you know, any artist who puts on an aff- uh, an effect, uh, affect. Yeah. It's just, you know, we have certain comedian friends of ours that talk normally to us at the table at the comedy cellar. And then you go walk downstairs two seconds later and they get on stage. And it's like this weird voice. (laughs) And they're not doing a character. And then they get off stage and you just go, are we going to talk about how you just changed? Um, And it helps. It suits them. It's like it's part of their act. But I'm really embarrassed when I try to sound like beautiful or cool. And so last night I was recording a song for a friend to send them 
and I'm more comfortable like being with a voice and like trying out, out things than I am around you. So I got there I just is something that. so funny about like thinking about like the coolest rock stars like Kurt Cobain doing like Do Re Mi. You know, to get his voice ready. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Like, do, re, mi, fa, si, la, la, do. Or oh, lip do, trills, hey. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the lead do, singer. Do, me. <laughs> like Kirk Cobain in the corner of like a. <laughs> like, I used to have to do all these like, mom, muster, men, moon, mommy, mama, like, and he's just like snorting coke or whatever the fuck he did. That's so funny. I don't think they did do that. I can't believe people smoked cigarettes as much as they did in the 70s. It, I and mean, like sang. in the 70s, like now even. Sometimes I see singers, you know, paparazzi shots, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? J-Lo doesn't drink coffee. She doesn't um, drink alcohol. Mariah Carey is the same way. Nothing that would like affect her voice. And that's, a bit, that's what makes me so mad about not getting into singing earlier and not being like, that's my passion. Because if I would have, I was so obsessed with becoming what I needed, doing what I needed to do to get as far as I needed to go, that I would have never drank. I would have never smoked. I would because those things would have hurt my uh, career. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Whereas in comedy, they on. help you and they're encouraged. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I truly, the second any of those things started affecting my career, I quit. Like I, I've that's all, not before they affected my relationships and my well being as like a human. My career, that's when I quit them. So, but those things had to get so bad in order for them to impede comedy because comedy is based on just like, just you know the dregs of society like the more you drink like bringing a beer on stage smoking like you're cool you're like offbeat you're hunter s thompson like <laughs> but yeah i mean i guess that stuff is associated with rock and roll as well but i just feel like if i would have gone to a vocal coach the one that told my mom i didn't have it she might have said the worst thing you can do is drink anything that isn't water and or tea and so well, i would I have just only done on that what kind of artist you were gonna be you know but even I would have found a way to heal my pain, though, with something else. I would have cut my... I would have, like, found something that would have been harmful because... Well, pop stars, even, like, the funnest pop stars still can have a horrible drug addiction and alcohol Yeah, I would have just shot things up. I wouldn't have done things that affected my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You'd have been shooting heroin in your toes, but you would have been singing like a champ. Yeah. My voice would have been crystal clear. That's the truth, though, dude. It's like, I think people don't realize that. They're like, oh, I'm going to quit. Like, when you quit drinking, let's say... Mm-hmm. Right, like you, it's been almost three. Wait, how many? F- three or four years? Three years in December. Three years in December, yeah. um, which is incredible. And but don't you feel like did it go somewhere else? Like y- it doesn't just go away. The thing that you were using to mute the feelings has to mm. go somewhere else. Or did feelings come up in a way that you needed to get on Zoloft? I mean, were those pretty much over? Like, yeah, did, I think did Zoloft you replace. It. The yeah. second part, yeah. The Zoloft replaced the anxiety that led to drinking. Or or, sub, or uh, made the anxiety less that led to drinking, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so the alcohol was doing what Zoloft now does, but in a much messier way. Much messier way, which would make it worse the next day or yeah, Zoloft, the next week or the next year. You don't get a hangover from Zoloft that makes you feel even more anxious. That's what people don't understand about addictions. It's like it's the thing 
that's the withdrawal and the the guilt and the everything that falls after the thing you do that's quote unquote bad is what leads you to do more. So you're trying to sub, you're trying to um, stop withdrawal symptoms, which like you know in terms of pot, which I've recently let go of in my life. The withdrawal symptoms are minor for me with pot. Luckily, there's a lot of people I hear on the subreddit leaves struggle way more with it. But there's a little bit of anxiety the first couple of days of like I would just have a feeling when I would usually reach for a bowl and smoke it. And instead of that, I would just like that that anxiety was the withdrawal symptom of like I need weed. Like my body. So what are you? What are you? What do you think you're substituting? Running. Or are you? Running. 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 It's so funny. Like as soon as weed went away and I wasn't exercising at all before at all. Yeah. And now, but that makes me feel good because now exercise for me is a stress relief. It isn't like I need to burn calories. You know, it's interesting. I remember you telling me, you know, I was doing all those classes and working out and, and like I would be looking at my body in the mirror and stuff like in, in Cayman and like so focused on like my abs and whatever, like. Oh yeah. Going into Cayman, you were really like obsessed with working out. And you would tell me, you go like, you know, you're going to overdo it whatever like and when you're in it you don't really realize it but now when i'm playing golf and it is an exercise when i'm hitting 400 balls it's great for your abs it's a great meditative thing like it's such a different way of exercising and looking at sports and like a healthier way i haven't looked in the mirror at like my body and so like like trying to like because you you smashed it with your golf club I grew my body hair out. I grew my chest hair out again. <laughs> yeah. I think it becomes like, so – you become obsessed with – yeah, you become with yourself, obsessed with your self-image and it becomes like your worth. Whereas now yeah. with go- – like, and those classes don't lead to pr- – like I guess you could see progress in those classes. I, I mean some of them have stats on the board and so you're chasing a number or you're like have goals. But for you go- – for you, golf is the goal. It's not the body. The body is a, a, a the, yes. the fitness and the, the way you feel physically is comes from the thing that you enjoy. So when people are just doing classes for the body, which by the way, you can have goals for your body. Like some people are models. Some people like need to have their bodies in a certain way for their job or for like what they want to do with it. But you and I don't need to be to look any way. Like there's no. <laughs> We just need to be healthy and feel good. That's really yeah. it. And that's yeah. anyone who loves us and is going to love us forever. Yeah, certainly they want to be sexually attracted to us. But, you know, as long as we don't let ourselves go in a terrible way, which would indicate that we were unhappy in other ways, people are going to – we're going to be fine. So, like, yeah, for me, when when the weed stopped and I was inspired to run, I was like, oh, that's such a good sign that running for me isn't something I have to be scared to do because I used to think it was like a, an eating disorder compulsion, which it was for me a while. It was yes. like, okay, I can't eat tonight unless I run four miles today. And now I just run four miles because that's the amount that makes me sweat in a good way. It gets my – it's long enough that I enter a zone of like not even remembering I'm running. Yeah. Um, and I just – I like it and I don't feel Yeah, it's like in high school when, when I played football and stuff. I, it wasn't, I wasn't playing football to look jacked. Or look good. Like, I just was doing it because I loved football. Like, yeah. And you forget, like, the older you get, you don't get that passion of a sport to, like, you know, jiu-jitsu. I know Noah does that. Like, you're learning a sport which happens to make your body 
look pretty good. You know what I mean? Like yes. your body's the second layer of this of your passion, which I don't yeah. know. It changes the way you look at at uh, of of fitness and why you're doing it. And as some people to- like classes. I don't want to like some people really enjoy those classes. The social aspect, the challenges. Like I don't yes. want to. You know, there's always a place for that stuff, but. I never want to work out because I have to again. Like I understand I can always find a way to make it enjoyable, whether it's a walk with my dog that is almost meditative where I listen to a podcast I really like. Or, you know, if you if you stop working out, someone listening is like addicted to working out. If you stop and like recalibrate, you don't worry. You'll want to work out again in a way that's like, I need to just move my body. It's not like yes. I need to burn calories. Or my I need ass to get my steps be, in. My ass needs to be this big for someone to love me. It's like No, I saw a girl yeah. with amazing ass this morning and I was just like <laughs> I, my neck almost snapped off cuz I was just like wow. Wait, what? <laughs> it was so perfect. And you know, and it wasn't a way of like I want my face in it. It was like, man, I would love to have that ass for a day and just see what I could do with it, you know? Um, but it's never it would. I could. The thing is, what would you do with it? I would just walk around. I would probably put a camera above it to see how many stairs I get, and like, or just walk around and see like what if how men look at me differently, like what the perception is, like because a girl with a fantastic body and, and tight clothes is getting treated subconsciously. She'll she'll notice little uh things that men yeah. and, and women do i mean even me and my dog luigi was like oh. like <laughs> it would be fun to just to like fall from like four feet just to land on a nice nice thick and ass like, i'm just not to- kidding you it's painful for me at times to sit on things that don't have cushions because i don't have any cushion back there but you know what i love my ass and i'm i i just don't I don't need to have that ass. That girl's probably a fitness model or something and and needs that for her career. If comedy suddenly, or, you know, I was talking about getting into self-help work. If someone is like, we need for you to write a self, Brene Brown's at, like, you need a Brene Brown ass. I would, like, find a way to get that so that I could get that because I want to do that work or I want to make that kind of money, whatever it is, inspiration. But to have an ass to... Uh, that that you think is going to be the answer to your happiness, which, by the way, I still don't know what makes me happy. I'm still, you know, aiming yeah. towards all these things that once I get there, I go, well, this didn't make me happy. So maybe <laughs> an, a good ass and a Pilates body will make you happy, and that's going to be the solution. I why don't think we do this? Why don't be. we? Why don't we make a little ass suit for you and you walk around St. Louis? I've had one before. Oh, you did. <laughs> When I was, oh, it's so. Oh, uh, did you do it on Not Safe or something? No, it was my most. Imba- I think this is my most embarrassing <laughs> moment. Now that I, I yes. like repressed it, I. Oh no! Oh god! I don't mean to be like when I was anorexic, but it was a, a moment in my life. I had. You stuffed your ass. No. J- well, yes, but listen. <laughs> stop. Yes. Stop. Sorry. 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 <laughs> what did you use, dude? Oh. Okay. <laughs> We have to get to the news. I don't think we have time for the story. Don't you dare. Don't you try to get to the news. No. Okay. Well, this is really gross. I don't want every, I want everyone to like be ready for this. And this is very vulnerable for me, but this is just true. And I think I've said this before on something because, okay. So when you are really, really thin, um, 
well, for me at least, I already don't have an ass, but when you really have no body fat, I had like just none, like bones. Like if you've seen Holocaust pictures, and I don't mean to take it to this, but I'm not kidding you, I did look like when I was naked and I would look in the mirror, it looked like when you see pictures of yeah, like the Holocaust, like it, it, like the final days or when they were finally freed and they're all naked, you know, and you can kind of see like, oh my God, that's what a body that emaciated looks like. That's what I looked like. Now, when we're talking about it from the back, your butt needs fat to touch the cheeks together. I had no, there was no butt. There was just a hole? Pretty there much. was just, there was just bones and an <laughs> asshole. It was just, there's no butt. Because uh-huh. I don't have, so like, your butt cheeks are made, the crack is made from fat. So when yeah. you have no, like if you look at all of yeah, us, a dog's from the back, asshole, a people, dog's asshole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had no yeah. cheeks. So first of all, <laughs> this is so gross. I'm so sorry. Like this one is, this is really weird, but anorexic girls that don't have an ass, like you can fart anytime because the only thing that makes a fart sound is your ass cheeks flapping together. So I always uh, were like, you know, when you pull your ass cheeks apart to make it silent, Yeah, I taught you that. That's what you can do as an anorex. Like, you are always like that. Your ass cheeks are always apart. So you never have any fart sounds, which is great because you're eating a lot of vegetables. <laughs> and so I bought, when I was going off to college, my, my butt was literally concave. And people would, it would hurt to sit. And it just looked insane. And so I bought this thing that I saw in a catalog or maybe online. This is 2002. So it wasn't like online shopping was what it is now. I ordered um, like this kind of Spanx thing that had butt pads in it, like a fake butt, just yeah. so I could like have a butt and not have people make fun of me. It wasn't so I could like. Did you ever up fart with, with it on? <laughs> just no. to feel it again? <laughs> because I got it sent to my dorm and it, the oh, address was wrong. This is like my penis pump. This is unbelievable. Yes, so, it yeah. is your penis pump story. The address, I got the address wrong and it sent it, it was the same as my billing address. It sent it to my parents. Oh, my mom no. opened it, saw it, and then had to repack it and ship it to me. And we never talked about it and arrived at my dorm for my mom in like a care package with it. With um, Proactive, which she also bought me as like a, I was on Proactive. I didn't even ask to be. My mom just like saw my face. But the reason I had zips <laughs> is because I was like picking my face because I was so yeah. malnourished. I had like these wounds on my face. I mean, it was just a terrible time. So did and you so wear I the opened, ass thing? My friends yeah. are all getting care packages filled with like <laughs> cookies and like home-baked goods and like your favorite local thing that we miss you so much. And my mom sent me Proactive and butt pads that I bought that I knew she saw and was probably like, oh, Nikki. And, like, we weren't even talking about that I was so, like, it was the, the secret of the house. It was a Band-Aid. House. It was a Band-Aid on it. That's what it Ugh. was. So did Opening you wear package, this thing? And then I never wore it because I was oh. so embarrassed, so yeah. embarrassed that it, anyone, I just need to get rid of it. Like, I needed no one to ever. <laughs> oh, I love picturing God. you wearing it to the beach, like, with, like, a bathing suit. And it's like, come on. We know I would wear one house, now. But now but you see them on Instagram because butts are so in now that women yeah. do wear it and it's like fine. But I, um, yeah, that was, I would do it again. Now I, I need that thing back in my life. It's in a fucking landfill somewhere. Isn't it funny that everything we've ever owned is somewhere? <laughs> like, unless it's biodegradable, it's like still exists. Like, your diapers from when you were a toddler still yeah. are somewhere. Oh, man. That diaper, like, that, it blows my mind. I well, think they could get true. refurbished into things, right? Or re. Yeah, but those are cloth ones. 
but no oh. one uses those. Disposable ones, the diapers you used are not biodegradable. Or like a plastic toy you got at McDonald's that is yeah. somewhere. It's still somewhere. It's somewhere on this I'll earth. Wipe my it's ass going to out, it too. It's going to outlast you. All right, let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Hope you had a great weekend out there. Had a great time. Had all the swells. We had a swell time in Wisconsin. We never really saw outside the hotel, but we heard there's things out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first story. My dad goes, how was the weather? And I go, um, I checked the app before I left. And so high of 75. That, but that's what that's what I found out in St. Louis. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it felt great from the lobby to the Sprinter van. That, <laughs> that was that was yeah. a fun ride. Um, a redditor asked a good question. What's a subtle sign that someone is a good person but doesn't want to show it? Anonymous donation. There's 15 things. Uh, we have some down here. Picking up right. litter. They make space for someone who is being ignored in a conversation. They are good to animals and customer service staff, especially when they are agitated. They tell you to take your time. When they are given a chance to quietly talk bad about someone, they say something good instead. Whoa. Mm, That's the first one I can't say I've done in the last 48 hours. (laughs) But I've done all the other ones. I can literally give you examples of all the times I've done the other three. (laughs) All right, let's keep going. But but number four, say that one again. Let's revisit that. When they are given a chance to quietly talk bad about someone, they say something good instead. That one I'm really working on. And I've done it a couple times. And let me tell you, that one is a fucking, that's the Everest of being a good person. Because boy is gossip fun. Boy, do you just want to please the person in front of you who wants to talk shit. A lot of times the person that you're talking to has brought up shitting on someone. Yeah. And you you want that person to like you. So agreeing with them would be the right thing to do. And yeah. it, it's just, it's a given. And, and you might have something bad about this person that you want to say. And that I, I can't say I'm very good at that, but I'm really working at it because that one, when you really stop gossiping and being and saying things about people behind their back that you wouldn't say to their face, or if you're recording this, always imagine your conversation is recorded and that it's going to be played for that person and then see how you behave. It's very different. Yeah, I know. It's like there's nothing more boring, though, than being at brunch and things like, John's a fucking dickhead. And he's like, whoa, John... <laughs> Did one nice thing one time. Hey. No, it doesn't have to be that. I think it can be. Well, he's had a rough life. And that's how someone kind of behaves when they've had a rough time. And and let me say, I've said that over and over and over. But that's more me trying to teach people how to be more empathetic to waiters. Like what you were just saying. Like my dad last night, we went to dinner and he ordered the sushi combo. And you're supposed to get a salad and soup with it. Salad and soup didn't come. The entree comes, and he literally goes, well, where's the soup and salad? Weren't those supposed to come first? Like that tone. I can't. I, I would love to uh, add on to that, Nick, but your dad, he's pretty good at riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at wearing old wooden shoes. Let me, let me actually amend that and say the exact way that he said it, because that was okay. maybe exaggerated. Hold on. Andrew, will you deliver my sushi? Yeah. Oh, here's your sushi combo, sir. Here's the tuna roll. We're supposed, to get, a, we're supposed to get a soup and salad. Wouldn't those come first? That tone. So sorry, sir. It's a, we made a mistake here. And, no, she uh, did the thing that's annoying where she goes, oh, no problem. 
Like it's oh, almost like, wow. you know, like it wasn't supposed to. And so that agitated him more. And then when she brought, when she brought something. So I think something else got delivered before the soup and salad. And he threw up a hand like this. Because the person he told the stupid salad thing to was just the food runner, and so our waitress didn't hear it. So the waitress came by to do something, and he throws up his hand like, like, and I just go, I go, um, <laughs> is there, I think we're supposed to get a soup and salad with these. Um, is there any way to bring those now? And then I turn to him and I go, there's a way to say things, and it isn't this. And I gave the hand of what he yeah. just did, and yeah. he goes, you're right, you're right. <laughs> so it was very nice of him to like acquiesce and let me, you know, school. Did him they a bring the bit. soup and salad at the same time? Then they brought they all brought the it. soup and salads. I even got one, and I didn't order a combo, so I go, cha-ching, you know? Oh, you told them, though, that they made a mistake, and right? Or did uh, you just eat it? No, I just said... No, I'm just fucking around. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just oh no, 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 I did not. I took it and ate it, because, you know, <laughs> oh, they would have just thrown it out. Man. It's just a little miso and a little side salad. That's when those, like, thug life glasses go on you, and you're smoking a cigarette. You know those memes? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I love those. Okay, let's when keep you, going good person uh, things. All right, they bring their bitch. shopping cart... <laughs> They bring their shopping cart to the cart return when they're done with it. Yes. Five. I'm five for I'm five for five. One I'm a little hazy on. Okay. They ignore things like when you accidentally fart or spit while talking so you don't feel embarrassed. Yes. I've done that recently. I mean, not to you or my close friends, but like in someone new or like. <laughs> That's the best sentence, though, that you just said. No, because when someone farts or, or spits with your close friends, that would be insane to not call it out and be like, did you just fart? Like, not in a way that's like, did you just fart? I woke Brenna up with a fart last night, and I really don't know if I farted, but it smelled. So I got to say. I, I love that was... this, there's a new alarm. You know how alarm clocks, sometimes they'll like brighten, like there's light ones. You do a smell one that it's just. <laughs> Such a brutal fart. And unless your cheeks were not apart or were apart, you definitely yeah. made a sound. Maybe the vibrations no, of the bed. You can have a silent fart without without a Yeah, it's I a guess different it has to come wind, out really slowly. Yeah, real slow. A slow burn. Did you know, um, by the way, I think maybe I blew some people's minds with the fart. Like some people don't know that the sound, I think there's a little bit of a sound that your asshole makes, but it's mostly the flatulent <laughs> sound is your cheeks and the air going between your cheeks. Did you know that when you snap your fingers, the snap sound is made from your uh, middle finger hitting your palm and that's the only sound that's being made there? And you think it's your fingers Whoa. clicking together, but it's just the sound of your hand slapping your palm. That just blew my mind. Right? It blew, it, that I heard on Reddit, too, of like, what's something you just learned that you never knew? And, so, and everyone so, on the thread was like, what the fuck? I'm trying it out. And there's a way to make it to prove it where you like, oh, here, put your thumb on the part where your middle finger yeah, hits on your other yeah. hand. Listen, oh. doesn't make a sound. Oh, Wow. So if you didn't have a palm, it's like when you don't have butt cheeks, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you? I don't snap think you have fingers if you don't have a palm. <laughs> like I don't think you could do that. <laughs> what if you snap on your ass cheeks? Mm. Oh, I heard a fart. Weird. All right. <laughs> Number six. Um, they ignore things like when you. Oh no. Okay, they do kind things and don't take credit for it or post it online for likes and praise. All right, I do that. But like, you know, sometimes I do want, sometimes when I tip, I do want them to see, but most of the time they never see and I just have to eat it, you know? Yeah, they actually listen to your point when you're having an argument or discussion instead of just getting ready to make theirs. Oof, I mean, that one, 
I do it, but it takes a lot of, and it yeah, takes I'm someone going, listen to either. the end of my sentence, Nikki. Can you just shut up for a second? And then I'll do it. So maybe I'm not good at that one. It's hard to slow down an argument. You know what I mean? Like, no. fuck you, fuck you. Can we just uh, slow, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, you just want to do There's half too much speed emotion. like on YouTube. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But you said that you would take the recycling. But why are you so focused on it? <laughs> That's how we fight. From now on Honestly, when we, fight. we would really get a lot more done if we slowed everything down. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Uh, they don't ask intrusive questions that might hurt other people. Oh, that I'm I'm I do that too much. <laughs> That's so passive aggressive, but I do set up people to like have to address things that are annoying me about them in passive aggressive ways. So, all right, I'm 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 at a I'm I'm bordering on getting a C plus on this test. <laughs> hey, that's pretty solid. So I think I'm so I think we're at eight, and I've had two halves and one full that I've missed. So I've got two and a half points out of eight minus. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I have to go to the article if we want to do the other six, but I think we'll just go to the next one. Is that cool? Yeah. So I got like an 80, 80%. Yeah, you got an 80. I'd probably right around there. Mm, I would not say that. I was better or worse? Mm. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Stop. That's not true. Okay, I just, next. I just know when we, like you with like, you know, Doing no. things that uh, don't serve be nice. you. I'm be not, nice. I'm not. I am being nice. You. I, I had to get to a point. This. This took a lot of work of going to therapy and like meditating and reading books about how to be a good person and like working a spiritual program to like understand that I need to do things that. And it's not because you're a bad person. I think that it's just like I would say, for example, like. I don't think that you would clean up a mess that you left in a public situation unless someone That's was... That's true. That's not true. Okay. It's but I true. could be wrong. But A... I think I just failed the test. <laughs> I wish Couldn't you would have been giving your credit you to yourself could, too during those. I, would, I was saying I'm around there and then you had to win at the end. It's not about winning. I'm just... There's no, I wasn't, you always think it's a competitive and maybe it is, maybe I am competitive, but it's not about winning. It's just about being accountable. I know, but I, I yes. Okay. Next, next story. Yeah. <laughs> a doctor explains, oh, this is actually goes right into what we've been talking such about. such a fucking cunt. Seriously, I can't even listen to this shit anymore. I'm just doing some people's voices right now. You heard me? Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> A doctor explains that you should never sleep naked because when you pass gas, you're spraying fecal matter directly on your sheets. What? I mean, I knew this. I know this because as a woman with like a pussy that gets like, you know, has discharge <laughs> when sometimes you either are horny or you're about to start your period or you're on your period or you're just anywhere close to your period. If you're just a woman, you're like have things coming out and I don't want them on my sheets and I don't want my like last night in fact I Luigi was under my covers because sometimes he burrows and I farted and sometimes you think your dog is gonna want your fart because dogs love shit but they don't like fart smells and he, and so I had to like open up the sheets because I didn't want to you know 
hot box. Kill him. Yeah. Kill him. Well, they also have like their nose. I mean, they could smell a fart before. But dogs love it poop. Comes out of your body. Gross yeah, smells. That's true. You would think they would like it, but they don't. Here's my question: If a dog's can smell so well, why do they have to get so close to the asshole? It's that's like, a really good point. <laughs> because I think that it just tells them, like, I don't know. They know even more. Yeah, like, they want to know more. Isn't it funny to see a dog smell an asshole and it's like, it goes, like, in its brain, he sees your whole past, like, I just, <laughs> through the smell of your asshole. Like, he saw, like, what you did well, when you were five. Dogs usually smell my asshole. I think that's more of a you thing. Have you had, dogs sometimes go for my crotch or something, but I think that's just because it's, you know, concentrated smells there sometimes, you know, during the month or maybe I have cancer. I don't know. <laughs> but, like... I feel like when dogs smell other dogs' assholes, it's so yeah. funny when two people are like meeting, you know, in our elevator and Luigi will like smell a dog's asshole and start like licking it. And you just have to be like, it's hot today. <laughs> or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's construction on the third floor. Oh, okay. Oh, what's his name? And they're just both like going down on each other. It's so funny that you just like, you can't say, well, Luigi eating some ass today. Oh, God, yeah, you, you lick your mom. And then guy's like, yeah, our dog's friendly. Yeah, it is. It's fucking yeah. sucking my dog's dick right How now in an elevator. How do you feel about elevator. dogs' genders? And when you go, oh, she's so cute, and they go, it's a, it's a boy. Or oh, they, they kind of passive-aggressively go, yeah, he's fun. And you're just like, oh, oh I, God. I hate that. They're like, you could tell by its whiskers. It's like, shut up. No, you, you can't. Fucking- and you named it a gender-neutral name. Like, I don't, the name is, their dog's name is Whiskers. That could be a boy or a girl. And also, do you want me to be looking at your dog's genitals to know what, what it I is? That's what I always said. I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't get, do you want me to lift up its leg to go, oh, yeah, it's got a tight little pussy. <laughs> sorry, I thought it was a boy. Or I just go, oh, your dog is trans. It just told me. With its, I want to do a joke so bad about dogs with human eyes. I hate dogs with human eyes. Oh, man, my dog, my favorite Hubert has human, he looks like I a grandpa. hate why and obviously, I love eyes. all animals. I pass number two on that test, and I and I believe I, you know every animal deserves to live, but ones with human eyes a little less so. Um, B minus, you just got. I just want I, animals that have like there's certain dogs, and I remember dating a guy who like and he rejected me, and he got a dog with human eyes, and I was like, <laughs> I couldn't even fake liking this guy, like and this guy's dog. It would have to be it would be a fake relationship because I would always be a little bit like, get away from me. Like there are some dogs I just don't like. I'm not gonna be mean to them. It's just like people. You don't have to like every dog. Jen, you know. my assistant, every time she sees a dog, she goes, doggy, and I'm just like. Kirsten's the same way. They love animals so much that they see a dog, any dog, and they go, oh, puppy. Again, that ain't a puppy. That is a gross old dog that's about to pass away and it has human eyes. Like, it is, don't have the same, it's so funny to me when people love dogs that much or or like any animals. I'm an animal lover. I'm a vegan, but I don't go, doggy, when I see this old mangy service dog, like uh, a gate away. There's some comedians in New York. I'd be walking around the city and they'd be like, I hate this about this. I hate, like, they're just, they hate everything. And then they see a dog and they're like, oh, puppy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> something happened when you were a kid with your dog and your dad probably hit your dog and now you blame society, but you love the dog still. Like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. it's always interesting when they like change their whole demeanor 
for this puppy, but they couldn't do it for another fellow no, human. No, I mean, you, I do it with birds. Like, birds, I get like, oh, you're a weedle, weedle bird. <laughs> like, birds, I, an old mangy pigeon, I will have the same reaction as, like, a beautiful little chickie. Like, a little, you know, freshly hatched chick. I will have the same kind of, like, What about an owl, weedle. though? Yes, an owl has even human owls. eyes, though. An owl kind of has human eyes. I don't eyes. mind birds with human eyes. I don't, and they don't have human eyes. I don't. And Kiwi, my old bird, used to sometimes get human eyes. Like they'd get, and, and what that means is like it's just not a black eye. Like it has like dimension to it. It has like an iris. And sometimes he would like focus and get like his eye would dilate. And it would be, my sister and I would be like, Kiwi is not cool today. Like we just did not, he would be like more intense. He was like wanting to get fucked or something. Like he was in heat and we just did yeah. not like his energy. But like do you know what I'm talking about when people are just love any fucking dog and you go, well, I don't trust you now when you tell me that a dog is cute because you think any dog is cute. And I'm yeah. so over people being like I whenever well, I see people on, do it with babies, people do it. There are some very ugly, weird babies out there that give me the creeps. Yeah. But the and thing is, I'm sorry, but no people under people will sometimes think their ugly baby eyes. is cute. Huh? So, oh yeah, but that that makes sense. If you think your ugly dog is cute, that makes sense. When you think any dog, yeah, is cute or any no one really thinks any ugly baby is cute. I, that's a and if you do, that's a woman who is just so dying to have a baby that it's almost <laughs> like you know embedded in their DNA that they just will take any you know that tells you something about yourself. So maybe um, I don't know, but sometimes I'm just like. I don't understand. Like, I get jealous because I love animals, and I can't get to that level with dogs. Interesting. Interesting. I he don't know what it is. Eyes. I just don't. Don't send me a picture of him. It'll creep me out. Like, I don't want to see it. it. Why do you and feel like And people that have like... dogs with human eyes, listen, I'm sure you had hate something in my life that I like, and so it's okay. And I don't hate your dog. Of course, I love your dog, and I would adopt a dog with human eyes. I just would never. I would just... Blind Not it. trust it. Yeah. <laughs> I would make it wear sunglasses like Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have it dressed like a pirate every day. All right. Let's take a quick break and get back to Why Do I Care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. 
So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Why do I care, Andrew? I don't know anymore. Why do I care? Tiffany Haddish entertains dinner goers with an impromptu song and dance singing Tina Turner's Proud Mary. The comedian was at dinner Saturday night with her boyfriend, Common, Chelsea Hmm. Handler, and Joe Coy. There was a jazz band just performing, and so she decided to get on stage and make it about herself. I mean, and do a show-stopping number with the help of the musicians. She needs attention. I'm on board with this. I like it. But what how is that no different? You hate the guy that does the worm at a at a wedding. Look, he's not Tiffany Haddish. He's not a famous person who everyone in the, the room is already freaking out is in the room. I mean, everyone loves Tiffany Haddish. I don't know anyone that's just like not a, And by the way, she's an, an, an insanely good performer. And so yeah. even if she's a bad singer, uh, like if I got up there and did Proud Mary, no one needs to see that. That's not like my <laughs> I would love to see that. You would be an ashamed Mary. Um, you, it, seriously, I would rather get, have you send me my butt pads in the mail. Like that would be excruciating for everyone. But w- Tiffany Anis, even if she has a garbage voice, she's someone that has so, such like Tina Turner energy that I feel yes. like that, even me being kind of, you know, jaded about celebrities and especially comedians who I've, you know, came up with and, and kind of knew them before they were stars and I'm not like dazzled. Uh, Tiffany, I didn't really know that well, so I am just dazzled by her anyway, but I think I would have really loved that. And especially if Chelsea Handler and Common and... Joe Coy. Yeah, that guy well, I opened for in Tampa. Like, I can't ever be like, and Joe Coy was laughing. I mean, I, Joe Coy's great, but I'm not going to be like, and jo- Joe Coy listed among those. 
good for him. And he's very successful. He probably has more followers than me. But, you know, I just, he, that's what I'm talking about. Someone like Joe Coy, who I've known forever, yeah. I'm not going to suddenly be like, and Joe Coy was there. <laughs> Man, I used to call it coying. I hope he doesn't hear this. He probably will. But Joe Coy is like a a famous comedian and really good one. And a performer that, by the way, if he gets up to sing a song, you better fucking listen because he used to close with a Michael Jackson impersonation where he would uh, molest a couple boys. He'd bring them on stage. No. He would... Um, oh, I was like, when? I kind of like this act. No, he would do it. He, he was insanely uh, talented dancer, singer. But he but would do there- this thing... What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What would he do? Um, he would. Uh, I opened him for, for him in Tampa at the Improv and worked a weekend with him. And he would do this thing where when he got off stage, and let's let me be honest, it probably would have happened anyway. <laughs> let me just try, <laughs> let me be. Let me see if I honestly think that. Yes, I do honestly think that. I'm not lying when I say that. But he did C+. this trick that performers, if you're a performer and you get to a point where people are coming out to see you, and they re- like I could do this now at the level I'm at, but I'm not going to because it is it. I don't I don't even look at people. I blur my eyes because I know that when I look at someone, it forces them to laugh. And I don't want anyone to laugh that doesn't want to laugh. I don't want to trick anyone into doing anything for me ever. Um, I don't want to say ever. Maybe I do subconsciously, but like intentionally, I'll never use one of these devices I read about in Dale Carnegie to get get you to like me. The one where you like ask someone to hand you something that you could grab and if they get it for you yeah. because they don't want to think they're a bitch they'll go I guess I like her and then they end up liking you more that's a trick that where they don't really like you more you just trick them into liking you more I don't do that shit but here's a trick to um, get people to think that they enjoyed your show more than they maybe did or maybe just get them to um, make you feel a way that you want to feel after your show that you just gave it all because he would give just these you know he would give it all. He would leave it like very um, exhaustive set and he would get done with it and he would go, thank you guys, good night. And at that point, usually for me, because I just have low self-esteem, I wave and I like start walking off the stage and I go like, thank you, Tampa. Like it would go, it would go. And you know, that was the story of my abortion. Thank you, Tampa. You've been amazing. Yeah. Good night. And then I start waving and walking off the stage. And maybe I'll go back to the mic and go, seriously, thank you so much you for whatever you did tonight yeah. to yeah. get here. I appreciate it. Thank you for spending your money. Like I give like, cause I forget to do say that at the beginning. And I just like, I'm trying to win them over. Like, I hope, I guess it's just as manipulative, but I do mean that. Like, I'm like, thank you for spending your money. If And I, oh, I also say, if I offended you, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, I like, I give all these caveats. That's me. And then I walk off stage and I wave, right? And by, also, I do a dance number at the end, but that is just in case everyone hated my act and we're like, oh, at least we get to watch this silly dance. And it lasts like, a minute. Uh, it's not too. It's like ginger after eating wasabi. Can you guess what he does? <laughs> yes. Yes. It totally is. <laughs> you need a cleanser at the end before you yeah, get in sometimes your car. I, people eat, uh, sometimes I force feed them wasabi when they think it's a, a slice of avocado that fell out. That happened to my friend <laughs> once. She just popped a huge oh wad of wasabi because she thought it was a piece of her California roll that fell out. And she died. And we miss uh. her. Um can you guess what, what, he, he, what he does? So he oh, goes, thank you, up. good night. And then he probably goes, uh, he, uh, he, hmm. He's, he waits. He goes, thank you, good night. Oh my gosh, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. 
What do you think uh, happens if you wait long enough? He gets a standing ovation. Yes. People start, one person will stand, because let me just say, every time I finish a show, one guy stands standing up. standing up. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes, I know to leave and stuff, but at least one yeah. person will stand up to be like, I liked you the most. There's always like some obnoxious, and by the way, I love that when people stand up. Sometimes, it, like, I, I rarely get the whole room, like, at once standing up. Yeah. But you know, when, when a standing ovation happens in any setting, what, what happens? It's a couple people stand, and then yeah, like you the look like an idiot yeah. if you don't stand, so you end up standing, and then they get the whole room. So it's that's, like when you get one uh, applause break, and you go, ah, thanks for the one applause, and then everyone and applauses. And then everyone applauses. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you do a – now, people aren't going to do this unless you give a good show, so this is not taking anything. He deserves this, and everyone gets – it's so rare that an uh, applause – that a standing ovation happens if someone doesn't wait. If you just flee the stage, people don't get on their feet. And, or, and no one ever just jumps up all at once. But yeah. he would do that, and then he would go, oh my gosh, no, that's too... Com- what? Guys, <laughs> and then everyone stand up. And Joko, if you're watching, I'm really sorry, but one time... <laughs> after, I started just like noticing it was happening, and he started like kind of counting them. And I remember we did a weekend where we did seven shows, and on the Sunday night, he goes... Got seven standing ovations. Like I can't believe it. Like he started. He said like, that to you. Yeah. Like he started. Yeah. He wasn't counting like seven sold out shows, which was also true and impressive in and of itself. Seven shows where I killed the entire time. Talking about him, not me. He was. That meant something to him, and I realized I wanted to be like, yeah, but you, you're tricking them into doing it. I mean, they want to, and they're glad to show their enthusiasm that way. But if you're waiting for it. If you just walked off stage, some like you know some of them would stand. But they would just applaud for it's. Yes, it would be the same. Like they would feel the same about you. But actually, I don't think they would feel the same. Much like the trick <laughs> where you ask someone to give you something that you could reach yourself. If someone stands up and applauds, even when I do it at a show, and I'm like, actually, I am gonna stand. To stand and and do give that to someone, you have to convince yourself I actually like this because you're not being told you're not one of the fucking lemmings next to you. You actually believe this, so yes. your brain will actually get you to believe that you like this better. I'm going to start doing it. I want people to like me more. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I'm going to do it at a jazz club when no one asks me to perform. <laughs> Let's do top one, bottom one. That's why I care. Sorry, Joe Coy. I love you. Um, everything on stage is manipulation. That, And I'm sure he's not the only one that does that. I'm positive of it. Top one, bottom one today. That's where we put the, pick the top and bottom um, thing out of the list. Uh, the category today is Instagram trends, tropes, things we see on Instagram, kinds of posts, anything on Instagram, your favorite thing you see on Instagram, whether it's a person, a post or a type of post, um, a filter and your least favorite thing. Andrew, can we start with you? Are you ready? I am ready. I would say my least favorite thing is the photo dump that people do. Because, and I'll tell you why, is because Instagram has become this thing of like, look at me, look how great I am, look how perfect the filter is. And then the uh, the photo dump gives you a scapegoat of putting up real shitty pictures and like 10 of them at a time. And you're like, oh, this is just who I really am in a photo. Like, just fucking post the shitty photo. Not in a photo dump. So you find that photo dumps are pe- are ways for people to like kind of clear out their pictures and they don't they spend clear- as much time making the- yes. curating them? 
Yeah. And you want yeah. more time spent? Or do you think they're being manipulative of like, this is the real me, but I can get away with it because I'm confused? It's it's the it's the feeling of like all their other photos are like perfectly curated mm-hmm. and like nice and filtered and they look hot. And then these photo dumps are like a picture of a tree and a picture of, you know, maybe me uh, like from a side angle that's blurry mm. or like and it's just more real photos. I feel like that they w- if they posted them on their own, they wouldn't get that many likes. But because they put it inside a photo dump with a caveat of like, hey, this is kind of like just my regular everyday kind of shitty photos. Yes. It gets just as many likes as the actual curated photo. Got it. Whew. Okay. I did not. I would never have uh, thought of photo dumps that way. I tend to like them because they because they allow for more vulnerable things. Because I think people are so scared to post things on their main feed because yeah. it gets so much attention because it's just one photo. I know I am. That's why I love the Nikki Glazer Pod account because I can post things that are more vulnerable because I trust those people more. That when there's a photo dump, people feel safer putting more vulnerable things on that because they do- they know that everyone's not going to look through the whole thing and that a more vulnerable thing can be hidden. So I enjoy those and I go all the way through on people I'm interested in because generally there's a little thing on there that you would have never gotten to see had there not been the trend of the photo dump. Interesting way to look at it. Both, um, both. Noah, do you have a least favorite trend yes. or thing on Instagram? My one of my least favorite things on Instagram is people who put filters on their babies or children. <laughs> what? Is that a yes. really a thing? You know how like in the stories I mean, you could put like a fairy or like make your kid into a cartoon? That just creeps me sure, out so much. That's fun. Oh, see, kids love that because it, it like, can you imagine being a kid and having your face like I was doing it with Arlo the other day and I didn't post it, but it's so fun that his face could be a Thomas the Train Engine. And he was like talking and being like, I'm Arlo. And it was like, cartoony. I think that's different, though, than like the, she's saying, don't try to make your five year old right, like where it like brings yeah. their eyes up and puts them long lashes and makes their noise, their, their uh, nose pointy. It's just. Or oh. the one where it like gives them huge tits. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I totally know what you're saying, Noah. Those, and I would I would extend that to everyone. Like these, stopping in denial that because I think a lot of guys, even Andrew, I remember you saying that like, no, the first, you know, the fir- the Paris filter. Yes. You even go, oh, I thought that was just like a put a, a coloring on it. Like it didn't. No, but it like actually makes your skin look more smooth. It makes yeah. your eyes slightly bigger. Like it just it imp- it makes you more. It takes a human face and makes it more a- appealing, and it makes you look not like you really look. It's not just like a na- like the old Instagram filters would were purely like you know it would just be like a sheen over it, and you could kind of tell. Paris will actually make people think that's what you look like. Yeah, and so until one guy goes, I could tell that's a filter, and it ruins everything. Yeah, I always I always kind of warn when it's a Paris filter because I just don't want people to I think it's so harmful for girls, aka myself, to to see celebrities and people putting on those Paris filters and using filters and not having a discerning eye so for I was, it and dude, not TikTok, knowing just, sorry. Huh? TikTok you could look completely different like completely And to that different. point, yep. I it's feel like wild. we don't have any like actual photographs of ourselves anymore so for kids who are growing up today 
they won't have actual photos to look back. So just imagine looking at your parents' Instagram feed and just seeing yourself as a kid with all these filters. That's really the thing that creeps me out. But you know, I don't know that they're going to go away, so it'll probably be exactly what they're seeing even in the future. Like, it's not going to be... But they, and everyone will think they're a beautiful child that has like sparkles on their like eyebrows. You know the ones that kind of glimmer. Taylor Swift uses it a lot. Any kind of highlight on the skin, the lightest part of any, like if you have a a gloss on your lips, the filter will take whatever the lightest point in that photo is and put a little like a little like you know gl- uh, flicker on it, so it looks like you're so highlighted, like you're dewy. And it catches the light. It's a beautiful filter. I mean, these things are incredibly, impressively advanced. But um, you kind of reminded me of something, Noah, that I hate. And it's – I'll use this one. Even though I have – you know, we could do this topic every week. It's kind of fun, actually, and we should do more of these. And, and, and feel free to send us in voice memos of specific things on Instagram you hate if you're just, like, biting your tongue or, like, dying for us to, to say it right now. Call into the voice memo and leave us one. Okay. When celebrities won't post pictures of their kids and instead they put like a emoji on the kid's head. Yeah, yeah. And it just, to me, looks like a, it it makes it look like to me a, uh, a child sex image that is being reported on on Dateline. You know when like a child is being, has been abused or something and they need to report on it? And they show the suspect, but and he's holding the child, but then they put something over the child's face. In that case, of course, blur the child's face to protect the child. Um, but when it reminds me of that, you know, like it's yeah. not this, it's obviously not that, but when Kristen Bell puts on like a sunglass emoji over her kid's face, it makes me, first of all, more curious about what that child looks like. It and it's like we why do we need to see you with a, a, a child anyway? And what if I'm into ch- children's feet? What if a perv isn't it? Or I guess you can't. Yeah, what if they're, they're in just it for trying the to body. protect their identity? I don't know. I'm just, it just, when guys do it on Bumble, I used to say that. I go, it looks like when you have a picture of your niece or nephew and you blur their face or put on some kind of like scribble it's over like the a face. Japanese porn. Yes. It looks like yeah. a picture of your, like, you know, kind of, uh, not, not your, uh, what did, how did I used to phrase it? I said, it looked like a picture of your suspicious solo trip to Thailand. Like, it looks like you were doing weird things with kids. It just, I also, yeah. it's a thing I that happens picture. in child sex abuse images. And so why yeah. would you recreate that on your Instagram and put that in people's minds? And I, you know, I tend to think one step ahead of everyone, but it just, it, it just gives I me I also think like feeling. the baby is like, um, a witness in a mob. Crime. Yeah, <laughs> What's it called when witness they had, uh, protection. witness protection yeah. program? They change his voice to Goo Goo Gaga. John Gotti did it, you know, or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so funny. Goo Goo Gaga. John Gotti did it. It's so funny, Andrew. You have to do that. That's too funny. Um, okay, let's. Um, What's top one? Yeah, top. Oh. What's your favorite thing on Instagram? I'm finding very few and few. Like favorite things about it that makes well, me happy. All right, but, so I like I, this. The, the it's so easy to come. We have so many endless bottom ones. Yeah, because I know. I'd, I mean, that was one I just pulled out. It, I changed mine halfway through because I have so many more. Oh, well, I have one that I that I read. Search recently. your soul. You know what it is? It's honestly it could be a it specific is more, post. It is more about my soul stuff because 
it's not being reading with a pessimistic brain and reading more. So my buddy wrote you, you had an extra T in pessimistic, but or you said yeah. pessimistic. I'm talking about insects. Insects. Um, <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, you're really into termite uh, Instagram. There's a whole um, yeah. Read sub-genre. this. So this fucking termite was eating my house, right? No, no, no. Okay, so <laughs> so no. This was from okay. So I had a buddy. You, I've showed you him before. He's the restaurateur in uh, in L. A. Mm. He he was my roommate in college. Oh right! Oh my God! We have stories for you to tell about that guy. Oh, I mean, he's the best. But he, he said he partied. wanted to light your clothes on fire because it smelled so bad in your room and you weren't washing yeah. them that he was like, "I'm dude, I'm gonna burn all your clothes unless you wash wash them." Didn't he yeah. say that to you? Yeah. I want to have him on the podcast. Oh no, so badly to interview him about his side of living with Andrew Collins. He would do it in a second. I, I mean, we it. we must. I mean, right. I'm, I'm not talking, I'm saying this week, we're putting this into action. We need to get him on the podcast this week because it will be just one story. Can it be a call-in? We should call it, you know, Wednesday, we should do story time with people who've lived with Andrew. Oh, Jesus. Why is Noah shaking? No, Noah's going, no, no, no. Because we have a guest. Oh, we have a guest on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, I'm so excited for our guest. But listen, listen to this thing. So, so he's, he's silly. He's a silly guy who, whatever, but. Okay, so he goes, I woke up this morning and my heart was literally uh, full. The last 18 months has been It wasn't literally full. I'm already having a problem with people using literally when it... Okay. Um. (laughs) But I'm just saying that's a perfect example of the wrong use of literally. Yeah, so my heart was kind of full. Metaphorically full. The last 18 months has been trying for so many people. I feel fortunate every day to be alive, healthy, and surrounded by so many wonderful people. Yesterday, I was reminded of this. people in one sentence. It's a little redundant. Keep going. Yesterday. (laughs) I'm I'm just being an English teacher for this caption. Already, I'm annoyed. (laughs) Yesterday, I was reminded of this yet again as I received tons of beautiful birthday cards, phone calls, texts, and emails from family, friends, and colleagues. I am blessed to have such wonderful, thoughtful people in my life. Hope everyone has a great holiday weekend. We deserve it. And I, yes, if I read this, maybe even... Uh, two from days someone ago, else, I would be like, "Oh God!" Like, stop with the like, um, not what's it called? Like virtue melancholy kind of, like, or uh, like saccharine, like uh, oh, like w- almost like too positive, like self helpy kind of. Um, yeah, like, but everyone live your life to the best. But it just sounded like he was having a moment of gratitude. Yeah, and it's like it's okay to just not have to twist it or whatever or be sincerity. Or yeah, like and make it, a, but at the end, if you wrote that caption, you would put a joke at the end because we need to cut it with a joke. Yeah, of course, and that sucks because I sometimes I just want to be sincere. I know like, that's what I'm talking about, dude. So that's Instagram, top. I like sincere posts that that unless I read them and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is just trying to get likes and stuff. I really felt like some of these are like actually very pure, mm. but if they're not, I'll still rip you apart. Yes, just letting you know, I'm ready. Okay, There's this so. great new girl on Instagram that everyone's sending to each other. I mean, I've gotten people sending to her to me countless times. And she kind of makes fun of that kind of sincere stuff that actresses do. She just yeah. does actresses on Instagram. And her name is, God, people send her to it all the time. Where is it? Where is it? Her name is, oh, wait, I sent her to Anya. Hold on one second. I'm going to look her up. I just want to play a little bit of what she did. And people should follow her. 
Her name is Hi Caitlin Riley, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y. And this is, an, this. she does impressions of actresses, <laughs> like just doing things on Instagram. She's a really good actress herself, but she has a huge following now. I mean, every day she has like 30,000 new followers. Um, Hi Caitlin Riley. So this is her actress on Instagram getting, quote unquote, personal. Okay. Hey guys. In a minute. <laughs> How are you? How are my lovelies? <laughs> I hope that um everyone's walking into the light, or should I say happiness? <laughs> um, I'm just sitting here on my white boucle sofa. My puppers is in the corner. Corner. Nappers. She does a good and, um, corner. I just wanted to share something with you guys. Something that I ooh. I didn't think I was going to get emotional. Um, <laughs> something that I've been struggling with every day. I wanted to get real and raw with you. Um, real and raw. I, I have a massive butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, yeah, that reminded me of that, like, faux sincere. Your friend did, a, like, a real sincere, that faux yes. sincere thing of, like, and and the way she said corner, I this is actually a thing we can talk about in final thought. But k, also um, we I created that in high school with my friends. We also created something else called a gur, and I'll just get into it now. Sometimes Noah has one, but it's not a, an affect. It's just the way she talks. But sometimes people put on this affect because it makes them sound crisp and crunchy, and it's just a way to <laughs> gur. And we called it a gur because when you say like Burger King. <laughs> It's just like a burger, 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 Gabe, baby burger, burger, Gerber baby Eating burger Gerber. king. Yeah. And she has a gur when she said corner, and you can do it with any kind of er word. And um, so Noah, will you say Burger King? Burger King. So burger. you have a little bit of burr, burr. Er. How do you say Burger King? Burr, burger, burger, burger. Like mine's my like a burr, and yours is a burr. Like it sounds. It sounds good. That's why people affect it, use it to like manipulate. And a lot of actresses will talk like this just to sound like crunchy and crispy. And it's called a grr. And if and a lot of times people just naturally have this and it's not a manipulative tool. But she was using it in that. And I loved that she cho chose to say, my puppers in the corner. It was like she dipped into it. And yeah, it's just yeah, such a yeah. perfect little... She's a really good actress. Uh, uh, it's, again, it's high, high Caitlin Riley. Noah, what's your number one thing on Instagram? My number one thing on Instagram, very quickly, is uh, accounts of two different species of animals coexisting. Yeah. And one in particular is Raylan underscore the underscore dog. It's this like older dog who takes care of foster kittens. And most recently, he, um, he had like little ducklings that he was carrying over Raylan? and uh, r-a-y-l-a-n okay raylan the dog <laughs> eighty-one thousand followers <laughs> and it, it it takes care of little kittens which by the way you He's have a new so cat right not yet i'm getting him on uh wednesday oh good that'll it's be so, so funny fun. I that's forgot our guest we were, i forgot we were doing top one and and I thought Noah was just complaining about two animals going. Oh my god! And I was it's like, my least favorite. I was getting so angry over here. Oh, this is set to the music from Always Sunny, but it's this dog who's just kind of tolerating a little kitten playing with it. 
So this dog just Pouncing is on him. Is just like friends uh, with little, like fought little, like you know, rescue do- cats. Yeah. So he, f- well, I guess he doesn't foster them. His parents do. But it's just such a sweet account to follow. It just always oh. makes my heart feel warm. I love that. No, um, I will say that that was one of my favorite posts ever was from the Dodo, which is often an account that posts like sweet animal videos that break your heart. And I think I talked about it, but, but that bee video was like the the most. That that brought tears to my eyes in a way I didn't understand that like a bumblebee without wings that only lives a month that these people adopted like was so beautiful and like so had such a personality and like liked music. And when it died, I started sobbing. I mean, and it wasn't because I was about to be on my period. It just like it was really heart wrenching this video. And so go check that out. It's on the Dodo and it was a, a it's a bumblebee. My favorite thing on Instagram currently is um, the re- I don't do TikTok because it's too addicting. So I will sometimes indulge in Reels, which is their version of TikTok. And um, my Instagram knows very much how much I care about Taylor Swift. And so it will just be really great moments from her live performances. And uh, I don't really watch her interviews that much because I get nervous when she talks because I just want her. I have such a her on a pedestal that if she says something when she talks that I don't like, like sometimes I'll read the caption. She says a lot of amazing things. Like the thing she said about like when a woman is a man is uh, a man plans ahead. A woman is calculating a man. a, A woman is like, you know, a bitch, a man knows what he wants. Like she'll say, she has good like sound bites for, oh, she goes, I was tired of being a hanger for clothes. She was like, that's not why, that's not why my body exists. I'm not like a, I think a lot of times women just are like mannequins for fashion. And it's like, that's not me. I just, there's certain things that she, I mean, she's a poet, she's amazing. But just sometimes I'll see her just like a reel of her like, I never trust a narcissist because they love me. And she's like, boom, boom, boom. And it's just like, I don't know. You know how much I care about her and feel about her. So when I go on reels sometimes, I really get inspired by just like these these moments. And then, you know, they'll throw in like a Selena Gomez here and there. And I'll quickly – and then I want to teach the algorithm because I'm like, I'm not ready for Selena. You can inject some Miley. Miley is – coming into my life in a way that I'm like, I really, because she has a husky voice and I think that like, maybe I can like figure out how to sing like her. And so maybe like sometimes I really do want to watch Miley and I do think she's an amazing performer and like does really crazy things on Instagram. And I like Miley now because she, um, you know, she went through that phase where she's grinding on Robin Thicke and she's just like the tongue out and like rubbing things on her vagina and smoking weed and just like, you know, being anti Hannah Montana and then she stopped smoking weed and now she's found a place where she's still extremely sexual and wild and uninhibited, but she's not trying too hard. And I just like, and she has merch that says, I hate Miley Cyrus or Miley sucks. And she wears her own merch. And that makes me want to wear my own merch because my merch is fucking sick right now. You guys, have, the only reason I'm not wearing my merch every day is because it has my face on it. It feels ridiculous. But my merch is so good. If you come to my shows, please get a shirt and like know that I design this as something I would wear and I'm like mad I can't wear my own merch final thought I gave the best gift I have ever given in my life this weekend and it is inspired by um, a Conan uh, video that I posted so a guy named Brian Stack is one of the most brilliant comedy writers of all time he worked on Conan for over 20 years. He started with him at Late Night. Don't know if he started there, but he um, had been at Late Night for 
ever went with him to the tonight show then went with him to tbs and he uh I think moved to Colbert. I don't know if he's still there, but he moved to Colbert. Um, you know, uh, whatever. He's just like one of the most prolific things that, you know, classic Conan bits that you know, if you know Conan, which you should know him if you don't. Um, uh, crooner. Sorry, I'm looking this up kind of. Uh, um, he does this bit uh, on Conan that me and my friend have become recently obsessed with. My friend just turned 40 uh, yesterday. My ex-boyfriend, Chris Convey. Um, and he, in the past couple of weeks, we've been hanging out and he's been like showing me, we, we've both been getting into this, this bit we knew about already on Conan. Andrew knows it well because I made him watch it the other day. It's back in the, and it's, he's done it on Conan back in the late night days because a lot of the bits that they did on late night on NBC, when Conan moved to TBS, they had to dump, they couldn't recreate those bits. They couldn't bring those characters around because they were, you know, intellectual property of NBC. So... This only existed in the late night. I think Conan switched to, you know, late uh, the TBS, you know, 12 years ago or something. So this character has not been on TV in 12 years, but there's all these YouTube compilations and it's called Artie Kendall, the singing ghost. So what would happen was Conan would be in studio and it would be between guests and he would be like, guys, our next guest uh, next week, you got to check out the shows. We're going to have Kanye West. We're going to have Mindy Kaling. And then all of a sudden you'd hear... Ba 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 boo, <laughs> ba 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 boo, and he'd be like, "What is that?" And then all of a sudden, this like kind of ghost figure would appear next to him, and it's Brian Stack who created this character called Artie Kendall, the crooning ghost. Artie would then explain to Conan, "I was a 1930s singer, and I got started here at this NBC studio." And and Conan would say, "Oh my God, this used to be an old radio studio. That's so cool." And he goes, "Yeah, I wrote all my own songs actually, and I'm sure my old songs would sound a really a lot cornier now and wouldn't really hold up, <laughs> kind of thing." And then he would go on and Conan goes, no, I think we'd love to hear these songs. So he'd have this old timey like microphone. He's in this like 1930s outfit and he would sing these songs. And this is um, an example of one of the, the songs he would sing. He would always start off by being singing a song that was a little bit controversial. Like it would be talking about, you know, this guy was just the, the themes of the 1930s. The joke is that in the 1930s, they're singing about racist and misogynistic like <laughs> thing. Misogynist. We know that word is interchangeable things and this ghost would just sing a song that he wrote about like the worst things so this one is a song for the ladies <laughs> and then Conan would go, that's the worst song ever. And it would just get, it's, it's, so he would sing these songs. And my friend Chris and I, my ex-boyfriend Chris, we were, were obsessed with this. We've been watching it for weeks and weeks. I meditated the other day. I was trying to think of a good gift to give him. And I'm thinking of cameos. Like, what cameo could I buy? And I was like, oh my God, it'd be amazing if I could like reach out to Conan and have him say a message because Chris loves Conan. And then I go, oh my God, I've, I've DM'd with Brian Stack, the guy that created that character. What if... And, and Chris's brother was putting together a birthday compilation video of all of his friends making a video for Chris and it would go together like, you know, like everyone does in those things. So I, at, I wrote a bit and I wrote an entire sketch with three songs, an entire like talking in between with Artie Kendall. I pitched it to Brian Stack. He was on board. I filmed it. I had um, Carlisle's boyfriend Chase edit it together to make him appear as a ghost and put music behind it. And... Chris didn't even know this was possible. I mean, this guy hasn't been on TV for 15 years. This is an old bit from Conan. He's literally a ghost now. He's Yeah. 
Brian Stack got on with me. He did it for free. I offered him money. He was like, no, I'm happy to do it. He loved what I wrote. I got to write the sketch that it was for one of my favorite people of all, favorite comedic voices of all time. I get to play the Conan character of like the straight character. It's so funny. And I watched it last night as Chris was watching it. So his brother called me and gave the phone to Chris. And Chris is like, okay, I'm about to put on your video. You know, my whole family's here. Like this isn't inappropriate. And I was like, it actually was a challenge to write something that I knew his mom and his nephews would be in the room and see. That was also like racist and sexist and all the things that this ghost is. And you guys, his face, when he heard, because the ghost always introduces himself in these 20 sketches we know. Conan's always talking and the ghost goes, ba 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 boo ba ba boo So when, when I, I'm watching it, Chris's face, he's holding the camera and I'm watching him watch me on the screen. And I'm like, hey, Chris, I'm sorry I can't be there for your birthday. I care so much about you. I'm so glad you're in my life. And then all of a sudden you hear, ba 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 boo And Chris just goes, like his face was like, you know, he just won a car on Oprah. He could not believe it was like I was reuniting him with his like long lost best friend. It was the best surprise I've ever given. He followed it up and said he can't stop thinking about it. He was like, I, and I even told Brian Stack when I wrote this, I go, I think this is better than if I gave him a Tesla. Like, I'm not even joking you. This is, and it, and it was just the most gratifying gift to give. So like, I just want to say that this cost me nothing. It, it did cost me asking someone I really care about for a favor, but you can do, if you think outside the box and you're famous enough to be able to DM with people who wrote for Conan. Oh, <laughs> you can, no, I mean, yeah. like, obviously there's things that I got to do in this circumstance that led it to it. But, you know, I could have, I, buying him a car and putting a ribbon on it and surprising him wouldn't have been as good as the reaction. And I told my mom this. I go, this is the best gift I've ever given. She goes, you bought me a car. And I go, it's honestly better than that. Like, the surprise on his face was better than me being like, pick out a car, mom. It's true. Yeah. It, it was I awesome. I wonder how much of the surprise, too, was like, Oh shit! Like this might be no, <laughs> no, no. Because I told him beforehand, it's totally PG. <laughs> and let me just say, like when I said at the top of the show that I wanted to get away from comedy and get into self help, I'm finding now after writing that Conan sketch, which is so comedy, it's absurdist. You know, it's like it's not even trying to say anything. It's trying to talk about that. I I'm saying that now. I know I can write that, and I think I want to. I want to divide my comedy into sketch and self-help and like do to so i'm not gonna quit comedy but i just really just learned for the first time ever that i'm good at writing sketch because i've never tried because i was always scared because i thought if i tried i would fail and a birthday gift forced me to do something that i was scared to do i also yeah so that um that's the final thought i gotta go we're way over time thank you so much for listening we'll see you tomorrow on the podcast and um join the subreddit subreddit nikki glazer besties thank you to um cozy wall who started that and um Andrew, we'll see you tomorrow in studio. Have fun with Brenna. We miss you so much, Brenna. Baby, baby, we miss girl, you, baby, baby, baby. And uh, she's right there, Andrew. You don't. She's need to here. Miss her. Okay. She's right there. Love you, Brenna. And love you, uh, thank you, Noah. Thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you, besties. Don't be cut out there. And see you tomorrow. I was trying to try to do Baba Babu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 